Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. You know, uh, disco is still the rage throughout Mother Russia from Siberia to St. Petersburg, not Florida, Russia into Moscow. Uh, Macedonian Phil, if you ever make it to Moscow, check out the Seven Towers of Stalin. They've been turned into discos and casinos. And if you happen, like so many Americans, to still be going there and working there and playing basketball there and hockey there, yes, they haven't fled. You are expected to get up on the dance floor when this number one hit in all of Mother Russia is played or catch a Kalishnikov bullet in the back of your head. As you can see, it's a brand new opening by Chris Libertini. Finally, finally making amends for all the faux pas he has contributed uh, in my many broadcasts here at WABC. But it is the rip and read in uh, its commentary and no phone calls, please. Save it for the weekends. Let's get right into it, because hopefully my colleagues here at WABC, other news talk outlets, News Talk TV, have finally caught up to the fact that you cannot believe the propaganda coming out of the United States or the propaganda coming out of Russia. Never have, nor will I, because it's always slanted to what's in their best interest. Let's start off, uh, Lou, with Brittany Griner. I noticed the photographs of her returning with State Department officials she has a happy face on. I don't know if they've whitened her up. Take a look at those photos. I, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Macedonian Phil, they've done a Beyonce on her. Anyway, she's smiling. She's happy. I haven't seen an American flag. I haven't seen her kiss the ground when she touched ground in Texas. She's now back in home at her McMansion with her wife outside of Phoenix. Will she stand for the Star Spangled Banner? Because she's expected to have a press conference and uh, eventually end up playing for Phoenix again in the WNBA because she'll be a big draw. Will she stay in the locker room when they play the uh, Star Spangled Banner? And, Lou, will she take a knee to what has now become Big Large Mansions, BLM, because it's what she has, a Big Large Mansion with her wife. No longer Black Lives Matter, it's Big Large Mansion. So that's number one, okay? Let's set the record straight on Brittany Griner. Then, naturally, how much did I hear from our callers and our host and hostesses here? Paul Whelan, hero Marine. Marines never leave anyone behind. How dare the President of the United States not reach out and make sure that Paul Whelan was returned first? Well, Macedonian Phil, uh, you who believe that uh, Alexander the Great, although I think he was gay, was maybe the greatest general of all time. When you have someone in your ranks who actually got washed out of the Marines, what for? Larceny, false statements, dereliction of duty, and stealing Social Security numbers. I don't think he refers to himself any longer as a Marine, huh? Huh? What, What do you think? He got washed out. That's number one. Number two, 
Did you ever know a person who is a citizen of four different countries simultaneously? That's right. Paul Whelan is a citizen of the United States. He has a passport from Canada, Britain, Ireland. You know what that spells? CIA operative criminals in action. Oh, yeah. Look, Dr. Oz, he had the two passports, right? And people ask him, who are you loyal to, the United States or Erdogan in Turkey? Because you wouldn't give up your Turkish passport unless you won the Senate election against Fetterman. Uh, Obviously, we know the fait accompli he lost. So I'm assuming Dr. Raj still has his two passports. Who the hell has four passports? And by the way, as you all come to the aid of the CIA agent Paul Whelan, it was like spy versus spy. I don't know if you are aware that on his social networking, he had online contact with more than 20 Russians who were in the military, which meant that the CIA realized he could be a mole. He could get information from them. He supposedly went to Moscow for the marriage of a former Marine to a Russian, you know, one of these uh, (laughs) overseas weddings, right, Uh, in which Russians, Ukrainians, and those from Siberia uh, are always trying to get here and eventually get a green card and then drop that husband like a hot rock and get half of everything that he has. Oh, yeah, that's commonly takes place. And what did they find on him? A computer flash drive containing classified information that he had gotten from a master Russian spy who flipped the script on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all going to cry for Paul Whelan. In fact, let's face it. You know what the Russians want. They want another spy in return for Paul Whelan, and I'm sure they're negotiating on that. They have a lot of our spies. We have a lot of their spies. I know, Lou, you're an old-timer. Macedonian Phil would not remember Mad Magazine, What Me Worry, because it's not published any longer, you know, with uh, Alfred E. Newman on the front page with the flies buzzing around his head. Remember, there was white spy versus black spy on every page, and whoever started the conflict usually lost because of the counterplan. This is like spy versus spy. So that's number two, because I know we're going to hear it all week. Oh, we should we should have brought Paul Whelan over. We shouldn't have left that Marine behind. We shouldn't have brought Brittany Griner in. And then, of course, there is the CIA propaganda, criminals in action who have never been right in my lifetime. The Bay of Pigs, wrong. Weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, wrong. Uh, oh, it'll take the Taliban at least a year to reach the uh, outer posts of, uh, of Kabul. Wrong. They've been wrong on everything. And I will tell you this. They've been wrong on Vladimir Putin, they said. Putin had brain cancer. He had blood cancer. And then maybe the worst of the worst to Putin himself, who suffers from narcissism. He's a narcissist. Well, whatever. I have a little bit of a lisp. Uh, you know, it's the same thing I suffer from Frank Morano, the other side of uh, Midnight, and definitely Sid Rosenberg, who uh, I was on with this morning. I'll be doing the Sid rap. I was on at 7.05. I basically attacked all of his friends. You know, it's now Sid Rosenberg and friends. I would say, Lou, I did a very good job of eviscerating every friend who has ever appeared with Sid Rosenberg before. But we'll get to that later on in the Sid rap. You're all going to regret Delegating to me doing the Sid rap each day uh, in the last segment here, right before I pass over the microphone to Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly, who is still saying, hey, where are those weapons of mass destruction, CIA? The worst was when they said Vladimir Putin last week, you remember. Vladimir Putin, while shaking at the top of a staircase, 
fell down. He couldn't get up. He couldn't reach his uh, pendant, the alert pendant, and he had soiled his pants, right? They said he had soiled his pants. Oh, that was humiliating to him. And they claim he has Parkinson's disease. He's shaking life like a leaf. Forget Muhammad Ali, a.k.a. Cassius Clay. Forget Janet Reno, who had Parkinson. And even Yasser Arafat, whose lip was flying like a speed bag in a gym a mile a minute before he dropped dead and went straight to hell. Oh, no, 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 no. Vladimir Putin has Parkinson. Look at him. That's why he's got to hold on to the table when he speaks. Look at him. Look at all the intravenous marks on his hand there. He's getting intravenous injections because the cancer is going to kill him at any moment. Meantime, he spent all last week crisscrossing Russia from Siberia to St. Petersburg, where he had been born again, not Florida, but Russia, Moscow, and the outer areas. And he was like, bing, 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 ricochet rabbit. In fact, he did a three-hour press conference with reporters and finished with these lines to the masses who were his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys, he said, to all of his propagandists, you can trust, you can't trust anyone. You can only trust me. And then he went on to start ranting and railing about how in zoos in Europe, they slit the throats of giraffes. People were like, huh? And, oh, yeah, Poland wants to annex Western Ukraine. And people were saying, eh? Now, he may be crazy, but he's sly as a fox, and he's not going to drop dead anytime soon. So that's all that. And, of course, there's Victor Boot. Victor Boot. Oh, man, he's a merchant of death. How many times have you repeated that, Macedonian Phil? Every program on WABC, every program in News Talk Radio, every program on Talk TV, merchant of death. Now that he gets out, this will stack the deck against Zelensky in the Ukraine. He's going to use all of his contacts. The guy's been out of the game for 15 years. You know how many other merchants of death there are out there that will sell weapons to anybody who has money, especially dollars? And how could we forget back in the 70s, we had our own merchant of death who actually appeared on a regular basis with Robin Leach, lifetime of the rich and famous, the world's richest man, Adnan Khashoggi from Saudi Arabia, the fake, phony, fraudulent princes who were anti-Semites, right? Like Adnan Khashoggi was. He would sell weapons to anybody. If you were a child soldier and you were going to rape and pillage in Africa, are you telling me, oh, Adnan Khashoggi, no, we're not going to sell weapons. So let's stop the nonsense, please. Macedonian uh, Phil, could you take this uh, little diatribe uh, of mine and please let every talk show host and hostess here at WABC hear this and then see if they can contradict the facts the information, instead of just believing our propaganda versus their propaganda. Guess what? I don't believe any of the propaganda, and I certainly don't trust our CIA criminals in action. Meanwhile, meanwhile, let's look locally at what's taking place. There is the mass exodus from the NYPD. It continues. To be at full strength, they need 40,000 men and women, non-binary officers, whatever you want to call them. We're down to 34,000. Recently, they gave a sergeant's test. Guys and gals showed up with a sharpened number two pencil, 10,000 to take the test at the Jacob Javits Center. And when they came out, like buzzards and vultures outside, there were recruiters from municipalities, towns, villages, county police departments, sheriff departments from all across America recruiting the men and women. There have been back-to-back articles in the Post talking about how smaller cities like Aurora, outside of Denver, Colorado, it's right down there off of Colfax, and they have recruited 
uh, 50 officers that were shot on patrol. They reached into New York and convinced 14 them to move out to Aurora, Colorado, Rocky Mountain High, because they sweetened them up. They gave them a living allowance. They gave them a moving allowance. They gave them a $17,000 signing bonus. Their starting pay is higher than it would be here in their first five and a half years, which is approximately at about, oh, I think it's uh, hmm, 42,500 NYPD. That's why so many of the men and women are still sleeping on their Castro convertibles at their mom and dad's house. They can't afford to have an apartment of their own, except after five and a half years. And remember, we've spent already $100,000 of our tax dollars to recruit, to vet, to train police officers at College Point, graduate them. And after three years, all of these towns are coming after them, like Danbury, Connecticut, which hired nine cops. Six of them were from New York City. Starting at 64,000, they could be bumped up after a year to 74,000. And you know, with a population of just 85,000, I don't think they've had a murder in Danbury since uh, 2017. It's light duty. The cops, it's a mass exodus. And see, well, missing in action, the police commissioner says nothing. Eric Adams, swagger man, friend of uh, Sid Rosenberg, does nothing. He says, oh, this will encourage diversity. Already, the police department is one of the most diverse civil servant groups in all of New York City. It's no longer all white, all Irish all the time. No, you have Dominicans, you have Puerto Ricans, you have uh, Asians, a lot of Chinese now. You have white ethnics, you even have some hipsters and millennials uh, spread in. You have blacks, West Indians, Caribbeans. In fact, I'll dare to say that out of uniformed services... It may be actually the most diverse of all the uniformed services. Meantime, I don't know if Sid Rosenberg knows this. Uh, Lou, you better break this to him gently. But apparently we will be having almost a half day of a fundraiser for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. It's our annual holiday radiothon this Thursday, December 15th from 6 a.m. to noon. And it's going to help us raise money for the Tunnel the Towers Foundation Season of Hope. I've been with them since day one when a few hundred people showed up for the initial jog and walk through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. It'll never be the U-Carry Tunnel to me to the site of the World Trade Center. All the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and their families this holiday season. You don't have to wait till Thursday, though. Donate $11 a month or more. At WABCRadio.com slash donate. That's WABC.com slash donate. Happy holidays and thank you. From 77 AM WABC and the Tunnel to Towers. Again, go to WABCRadio.com slash donate. Break it to him gently tomorrow. Lou, very gently, because you know he's a, he's a, not, 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 I have a lips. He's a peacock. Apparently, they want me to sit in with Sid for some of the hours. I don't know which hours yet. I don't think he's going to take very kindly that. Did he ask permission of his Maytag? Oh, actually, he's the Maytag of Eric Adams. Did he ask his boss, Eric Adams, if I can sit in with him? Now, to the studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Stop, stop, Lou. Stop, stop, stop. 
Who did that promo? Chris Libertini? Could you play that entry again? Uh, because I need to correct him. I want to pimp slap him. Go ahead. Now to the studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. No. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. No, this no, 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 no. This is the Bernard McGurk studio here. Let's make sure we don't forget Bernard. Chris Libertini. We broadcast from the 77 WABC radio, the Bernard McGurk studio. Everybody broadcasts from here. And if I got to be the first one to say it, I'm going to say it again and again in honor of our colleague who got an easy pass into radio heaven, something I won't get because we know where I'm going, especially after you hear me talking now, especially in the third segment when I do the... uh, Sydney Rosenberg rap. Oh, and I'm going to wrap the knuckles of Macedonia Phil and Lou, you old traditor. Hey, don't go anywhere. Don't turn that dial. Let me tell you something. I was listening to Brian Kilmeade, who precedes me two hours. It was idolatry. Oh, the love of Elon Musk. He can do no wrong. Mr. Free Speech, we love him. We need to preserve him. He's the best, not like the rest. Look, he's going to turn out to be Howard Hughes when all is sudden done. But put that aside. This is the same Elon Musk who wants to eliminate AM radios, this thing of ours, in every car that comes off his assembly line at Tesla. And he already has. And because he's leading the way, all of his competitors, Lou, what are they doing? At Chrysler, at GM, at Ford, at Toyota, uh, at Hyundai, and the European car makers, they're eliminating AM radio too. Why? Because... The god of car production, right, electric cars, has said we cannot have AM cars any longer, uh, AM uh, radios any longer, because uh, it generates more electromagnetic interference, these new electric cars, than the gas-powered cars, which can disrupt the reception of AM signals and cause static noise and a high-frequency um. Um, yum, ray, kill. What was that? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> the Hare Krishnas? Hum, hum. Is that what he's talking about? And he is saying FM signals are more resistant to such interference. No more AM radios in Tesla vehicles, electric cars, or, or Ford, or GM, or Chrysler, or Toyota, electric cars, yet Hyundai, European cars. That's this thing of ours. He's out to destroy free speech on AM radio. But what do you care, right? It's Twitter. How many of you are twits on Twitter getting tweets? So few of you. How many of you are listening to AM radio now? The 50,000 powerful watts of sound. The most important and the largest and biggest and number one news talk station in the nation. Guess what? It's not FM. FM stands for freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana. Frank Morano and Frank McKay, who's president of our FM affiliate, WLIR, that reaches the East End. Remember that, Macedonian Phil. It's war against Elon Musk to defend this thing of ours. And thinking of electric vehicles... Look at what they're saying in New Jersey, right? The Garden State, where per capita, per person, we have more listeners to WABC than anywhere else in the tri-state area. Number one, the electric uh, charges are not always easy to find. Duh. They're not always the ones you need. You pull up at a location, wrong charger, sorry, you're out of juice, tough nuggies. Push it to the next electric charger. 
The electric drivers want more charges. Well, they're not going to get them because who's going to subsidize them? And, you know, it's good to check in advance where exactly a charger might be available because a lot of times they're being used for hours on end. So you got to get an app. And most importantly, trust us, it's a work in progress. But, drivers, you won't regret it even though you're paying up to $14 for a full charge and you're having to wait hours and hours and hours. And speaking of New Jersey... I noticed, Lou, that there was a 30-foot humpback whale that washed up on the Jersey Shore Beach. Macedonian Phil, I think it behooves you to go check that carcass. I know that it's uh, right where, where was that again? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Find out if there's any life in Shamu. El Jefe Chris Christie could be. Because as you know, he sails up and down the Jersey Shore. From Seaside Heights to Point Pleasant to Wildwood. It could be him. And that brings us right into the discussion of Bridgegate. You remember Bridgegate, the George Washington Bridge, Lou, right? Remember that, Michigash? Remember how he said, it wasn't me. And he let all of his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys take the hit. And uh, the FBI director now, Ray? He held Chris Christie's private cell phone, kept it in a lock safe because he was Shamu Chris Christie's attorney. What a mistake that was making him FBI director. But let's look at the war on drivers. Let's start first at the George Washington Bridge and all of the Port Authority tolls. They've all gone up a dollar. They're already clipping you. So the Hudson Tunnel, Lincoln Tunnel, George Washington Bridge, Outer Bridge, Bayonne, Cothos, Interstat Island, up a dollar. In honor of Bernard McCurklew, how many times would Bernard get into his old Datsun, dusted up Datsun, and he'd come across the Atlantic Beach Bridge because he lived out in Long Beach? Well, it used to be 2 bucks. It's now $3. And if it's a commercial truck, it's $8. If it's an 18-wheel tractor trailer, it's $18. And remember, hey, how many axles you got there? Remember you used to kibitz with the person in the toll booth? No more toll booth collectors to kibitz with would say, Oh, it's not really eight axles, it's six axles. I'll give you a break. Two dollars to three dollars, but it doesn't stop there. When you're in New Jersey and you're racing to the Atlantic City Expressway, right, to lose your money shooting craps at the Borgata with Frank Morano from the other side of midnight, they raise the fare on the Atlantic City Expressway. They raise the toll on the Garden State Parkway. Third time in four years, they raise the fare on the New Jersey Turnpike. They raise about $2 billion a year. You know what they say it's for, Lou? They say it's for operating expenses. What operating expenses? There are, oh, my God, there are potholes everywhere. I never see them doing repairs to anything. It is one big shakedown. And then if you're going right now, you're leaving Manhattan, you're going across that Hudson Bridge right into Riverdale. You're trying to escape up to Westchester or Connecticut. It's three bucks. And, you know, now they have the uh, tolls by mail because they don't have the token takers any longer, anybody in the toll booths. So you pay seven fifty if you don't have an easy pass. That's like double the fare. It's normally people who are indigent who can't afford to get an easy pass because they have no credit. They don't have a debit card or a credit card to put it on. So they're paying double the amount. Same thing. 
Uh, Lou, on your way home, right, the uh, Joe Adabo Bridge, a.k.a. the Cross Bay Bridge, or the Marine Parkway Bridge, a.k.a. the Gil Hodges Bridge to the Irish Riviera, it's now up to 250 And if you don't have Easy Pass, it's 5 bucks. It's one big shakedown, and that doesn't even take into consideration congestion pricing, which will be anywhere from $9 when you come south of 60th Street to $23. The war on drivers is on big time. And you know where they're going to take it out of? They're going to take it out of you in congestion pricing and all these tolls, especially the MTA tolls. You know, the MTA tolls, let's face it. That's the Verrazano. That's the Whitestone, the Throg's Neck. That's the Queen Midtown Tunnel. That's the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. I'll never call it the U Carry Tunnel. And the Triborough Bridge, I'll never call it the RFK. They say it's subsidized. It's the subway system. Bull feathers, bull feathers. Look at the MTA. They're in a fiscal crisis, the money-taking agency. They're in dire need of new funding. So what are they having today? An emergency meeting. Along with the city council, they're going to try to figure out why there's so much crime in the subway and why so many people, especially women, are not interested in returning and riding the subway. And I say to myself, hey, it's kind of easy, right? You, you've put cops on double and triple overtime, double and triple overtime in order to flood the subways. And I got to be perfectly honest, I don't see them. That overtime is going to end as of uh, January 1st. Uh, The system, the MTA subway and bus system is going to implode. So guess what they're suggesting, Lou, because 30% of the bus riders do not pay their fare, especially in the Bronx and along Highland Boulevard in Staten Island. 20% of the strap hangers do not pay. Uh, They are fare evaders. They go under the turnstile, over the turnstile. And somebody bumps, bum rushes, the emergency gate leaves it open and everybody comes through. The only time there's any interference where someone's out to block you, it's when some dope fiend or some alcoholic, homeless person or emotionally disturbed person holds open the emergency door and they say to you, Lou, give me a dollar and I'll let you in. Boy, they do more security against fair evasion than the cops the MTA cops, they hired private cops, uh, private security now with guns. They've hired private security with no guns. And they're still a dollar short and a day late. So now they're considering what Washington, D.C. has just done, except Stunads there at the MTA who are meeting today. Washington, D.C. is a federal city. It's subsidized by the federal taxpayers. It is not an independent and autonomous city like New York City, which every year, like this state, Cannot keep a debt or a deficit like the federal government because we can't keep printing money. I mean, our debt for the federal government, and they're going to raise it up again. It's $32 trillion. I mean, when we were kids, a million dollars was a lot of money. Then it was a billion. Now it's a trillion. No, in the city and state. So whether you're in New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, New York, or you're in New York City, you have to come in with a balanced budget. You can't print your own money. And they want to create... New York City buses for free for all. They think they have a problem now? They're going to let anybody get on and off a bus, free will, without having to pay? Man, you're going to have to put cops on the buses because you've already neutered. You've already rendered impotent to bus drivers who have been attacked. They've been spit on. They've been smacked. And you've told them, just like private security guards at Rite Aid or Dwayne Reed or CBS or uh, Target, Don't resist. 
don't stop shoplifters or boosters, and you've told the bus drivers, don't. Don't defend yourself. Just fold like a cheap camera. Lose your manhood. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Dancing in the streets. Remember the album cover, Lou, uh, with uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger? Pretty much lip-locking. But I wouldn't expect Macedonian Phil to know that because he wasn't even birthed yet. But I will tell you, all three of you will regret you will uh, grouse the day when Sid Rosenberg delegated to me to do the Sid Rosenberg Friends, Fiends, and Foes rap. Because I'm a foe, there are no fiends. All there are are sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys of Sid, starting with Bo Deedle tomorrow, who will probably be kissing up to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, dissing Trump. And uh, Congressman Peter King, likewise, kissing uh, Eric Adams and dissing Donald Trump. But let's hold off on that, because this is really the rap and the dissection and bisection of what Macedonian Phil had to say earlier today. I was on at 7.05, but even when I'm not on, and uh, Sid has said he wants me on twice a week, but I think he's having second thoughts. We'll get to that momentarily. But notice, Macedonian Phil has left the studio because he doesn't want to be uh, the object of constructive criticism and pimp slap. Listen to Macedonian Phil, Lou, and, of course, Sid this morning talking culture. Thank God it wasn't all politics 24-7-365. Did you like David Bowie? He's dead. He, he is, but did you like David Bowie? Yeah, well, what, what did he do? Somebody he's, he's like, kiss Mick Jagger? He's like notoriously into 14-year-olds when he was an adult. That's not true. Like I, Pretty much every rock star in the 70s was into, like, 16-year-olds. Okay, that's a blanket statement. Oh, what kind of no, ridiculous... What is the matter with did you? Steven Tyler First marry of all, they just went up two years from 14 to 16 in a matter of three well, seconds. Well, David Bowie went beyond them, and he, he liked them a little younger. And where are you getting this information from? It just, it just There's an arraignment of... The, you name where rock. are you getting this specific David Bowie information <laughs> from? Uh, I I don't have a source on me. This isn't. I don't have a. Right, this is like an urban legend that you no, and your no, melodic friends. I'm pretty sure Steven Tyler married a 16 year old. Or he was. He, he was dating this, someone. This is news to me. I don't know. I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis did have sex with his like 13 year old cousin. That was unfortunate. See, that's what I'm talking about. So much of the stuff is just kind of brushed up. Well, he could sing. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Different. Well, so what? He was a really good singer. 
Maybe they have a different set of values where he lives. I don't know. Your better example, Phil, was Springsteen. It was staring you right in the face. Uh, yeah. well, I think Springsteen's a bad person. He just has his own political beliefs. Well, okay, well, that's a person that you separate. You don't agree with oh, their yeah. beliefs. Oh, yeah, look, look at this. No, but he's talking is. about, like, he's talking hey, about hey. Uh, child porn and Yeah, look at this. I know. In, uh, Steven Tyler, in 1975, Tyler obtained guardianship of 16-year-old Julia Holcomb so she could live with him in Boston. They dated and took drugs together for three years, and he ended up marrying her. How old was she? 16. Did drugs with her. Well, they got they got together, so at that everything point, ended up ended nice. At that point, <laughs> at he was he married or he made it. He was he almost it. thirty years old. All right, fine. So I hate Stephen Tyler. Fine. What do I care? I haven't seen Aerosmith Smith in thirty years. He's a dope head too, isn't he? Yes, he still goes to rehab. He's like seventy four years old. I actually went to the same. I was going into Chit Chat Farms in uh, Warnersville, Pennsylvania. I was going in, and he was leaving in Reading, Pennsylvania, right by the outlets. It's really Warnersville, Pennsylvania. Space. Okay, fine. You made your point. You happy now? Oh, see, so now this. you want me to hate David Bowie and LeBron James? Here's another one: David Bowie's uh, statutory rape problem. The late musician famously <laughs> <Wow>. deflowered a 14 <laughs> year old groupie before she was stolen away by Jimmy Page. So look at them. They're, that's Jimmy what I'm Page. saying. You don't know these... Jimmy Page did it too <laughs> to a 14 year old. Well, they did terrible things. That's what I'm their, saying to, to the groupie. It's so then why you? Phil's you should, right. You should read Hammer of the Gods. No, I don't want to read anything. Oh, Phil's right. Uh, thank you, Lou. We're trying to straighten out Macedonian Phil, who is, like, following all these urban myths. Hey, still not Macedonian Phil. Did you look at the album cover, Dancing in the Streets? Did you see David Bowie and Mick Jagger lip-locking there? What you should have been talking about is how they were fishing for each other's trouser trout as adults, not kids. Ziggy Stardust, cross-dresser, his alter ego, thin white duke. Remember who was his beard? Imam, the drop-dead gorgeous Somalian model. That was his beard. What would you know? When you were birthed, it wasn't even CBGBs anymore. You can't, you'd have to take a reverse mortgage to get parking in the Bowery. Lou, thank you very much for that. But I giveth and I taketh. After my appearance this morning, this is the wrap of the Sid Rosenberg Friends, Fiends, and Foe Show. I'm the foe. I noticed that once I had left the premises... Lou took a shot at me as he dropped the mic. Listen to Sid and Lou go back and forth as to whether I'm even a person of consequence any longer on the Sid Rosenberg Friends, Fiends, and Foe Show. I don't know about Curtis twice a week. He's a maniac. He's going to destroy everything I'm trying to build with this city. I am trying to put Republicans and Democrats together. I don't care about these idiots on the Internet. I'm trying to save us all. Eric Adams, the mayor, really listens to me, like all kidding aside. He does. So, you know, uh, Sliwa, who's so entertaining, it's beautiful. He's trying to destroy everything. He's even trying to convince my friend Rudy Giuliani not to dine with me and the mayor, which is going to happen no matter what Curtis says. So I don't know. Maybe the twice week is a bad idea. You think it's a horrible idea, Lucas. You hate Curtis. Uh, We did a soft opening. Shut up. God. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. No, I didn't. I you hit a button. I, That's I, how that I, happened. I, I, Son of a bitch. I don't know what I've hit. Yeah. I don't uh, I, I don't uh, have my opinion yet. I'm well, you told me your opinion at the break, but you, you didn't think I was going to share it on the air, which I did. So. And yet another rookie mistake by <laughs> me. Dumb. You've been doing this for 35 years. Yeah. And how I've do you known, make rookie mistakes? And I've known you for a 
big portion of that. Yeah, years. and and have I not been very consistent the whole way through? Pretty consistent. Yeah. Yes. So don't That's tell me anything. Word. No, I'm not. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I now. Make, I make, I've heard this now like a hundred times. All right. Well, I can make a vow to this <laughs> yeah. point in time. You go with that. You try so, that. So, Lou, what's your favorite fruit? Nothing. <laughs> I don't like food. Next. <laughs> Lou, you traditor. You wanted me to forget that time in 2008 when you came marching into the studios of WABC. Eight months, you, Imus, Bernard were on the shelf, right, after the Scarlet Knights. I defended you on talk TV, talk radio everywhere. I said, this is an outrage. And then who walks into the studios and begins to look at uh, the layup? And I said... Oh, my God, they hired Imus. No, 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 no. Sean Hannity told me, no, 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 no. Suleiman, right, at Citadel, said, no, no, no. It's you and Ron Kuby. I said, look, Lou, he, he's salivating. You stabbed me in the back, Lou, then. And you stabbed me again. I blew it up this morning at 7.05. You're plotting behind my back. You're plotting my demise. Off mic, you dropped the mic, right? You dropped it right on me. I'll get you, Lou, if it's the last thing I do. Huh? Huh? I'm telling you. Lou, I listen intently like all of you should do. Listen Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. Sid Rosenberg, Friends, Fiends, and the Foe, Curtis Lee. And let's see if I'm on Friday. Let's see if Lou stabs me in the back a third time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.